This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I have ever tried. There's so much going on in life and there's a need for good nutrition for your body. You have to support when you give yourself good nutrition, you give your mind the same thing. And being a chiropractor and preaching and educating individuals on health on a consistent basis, I'm always looking for something that can help meet my demands and needs for my body from a nutritional standpoint so that I can continue to thrive in every aspect of my life, no matter what I do. And this is where I like Athletic Greens. It comes in, it's full spectrum nutrition, it's life-changing. They have an all-in-one superfood powder that hits your nutritional essence. It has things that I truly enjoy like mushrooms and greens and antioxidants and other factors 
factors that I can get in, probiotics and prebiotics and so much more. It is one of the things with all the best things that they have put into this shake. So one taste of this Athletic Greens contains up to 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and so much more to give you that gap, right? That's why they call them supplements. So it gives you that gap to help you with that, that aspect. And for me, especially when I'm on the road, this is my go-to to truly help give me my body and everything that I need to thrive in every aspect that I can. And what's great about the product is it's, it's a lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on its taste. And I must say the taste is something that I was impressed with because I've taken a lot of different green products in my life. Again, I've been doing nutrition for 21 years and this is one product that got the taste right, even with all the good, which I was shocked to see that. And right now with Athletic Greens is doing is they're doubling down on supporting your immune system during the these times. And what they're offering is a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash mindful and get your free year of vitamin D and five free travel packs. This show is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is an online consciousness school that is designed to help you elevate the mind, raise your consciousness, your vibration, to attract and create the reality of what it is that you desire. On Empower, at Empower Your Reality, we have books, we have online classes, you can find the podcast here on there, and other things that can help you elevate and truly learn the art and the science of creating the reality of what it is that you want to experience in your life. So for more information to check out all that we're up to and what we're doing, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here at The Mindful Experiment. Uh, each week, every Friday, we interview someone and we release the episode to someone that's going to help share and inspire in something with life to help you thrive, to help you grow, to help you expand and evolve, to raise the level so you can experience more of the freedom of what you desire. And this week, I had a great opportunity to share some space and interview Will Moore. Will is an awesome good dude. We had some great conversations. We talked a lot about the five cores of life, how to gamify your life. And, and different aspects of habits, which and why habits are so critical in creating massive change and transformation in your life, and so much more. So just to give you a little background, Will Moore is a serial entrepreneur, speaker, life coach, and happiness expert. After exiting his delivery startup for $323 million in 2019, Will confirmed what he spent the last 25 years researching true happiness isn't about money, power, and fame. It's about figuring out what makes you happy and taking consistent action on those things every single day. To do this, Will has thrown out the book on traditional self-improvement, creating instead a unique system that reduces friction by combining the latest in science and technology with habits and universal principles, gamifying the process of building momentum. Will's company, More Momentum, is addressing the solo social dilemma by vowing to always put its users wellness over profit and give self-help a seat at the cool kids table by making it fun and addictive to level up, not just on screen, but in real life. 
More momentum centers on helping people hold themselves accountable and take the necessary action to replace their failure habits with success habits in the five core areas of their life. Mindset, career, finances and relationships, physical health and emotional health, plus giving back. Will is committed to helping people fire on all cylinders and on their way to becoming an unstoppable force so that they can pay it forward to help the world do the same. Will is just an amazing individual. We were gelling like crazy on this episode. Um, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. And without any further ado, here is Will Moore. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you, my man. Victor, great to be here, brother. I'm excited to have you on. I looked you up. I see what you're up to and all the goodness that you're doing. I love the happiness stuff that you talk about. I can't wait to just dive in and get into really just a nice conversation with you. Um, and Let's have a we... pleasant conversation, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure that happens as much as I possibly can control it. Nice. Um, but one of the things I always, always like to ask, the listeners know this is one thing I'm, it's just a standard I always do is how did you get into what you're doing? Like what, what's the, what's your story? What's your background? What did you, was it just a straight, narrow line that you just said, bam, that's what I'm doing and that's it? Or was it more of something like, I call it the pinball effect. You just get bounced around a little bit and then all of a sudden it's like, Okay, after all that, now this, this is, is what I really want to do. So, yeah, it's it's funny. The pinball effect reminds me I immediately my brain is now wired to think fixed victim versus growth owner. The, the victims in life are the ones that I feel like get bounced around. I'm not saying it doesn't sometimes end up good, at least temporarily. But to me, if you're not a growth owner, if you don't have that, this is where I want to end up. And I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let life kind of dictate where I go. That's always the best path. But with that said, uh, and by the way, habits is a huge thing that I'm working on and getting my thing. One of my biggest habits right now that I'm trying to work on is shortening the way that I express myself and say things. So I'm going to try to do this in like two to three minutes, whereas typically it'll take six to seven. So let's give it a try. So uh, basically going back to college, I was suicidal. I had a rough childhood. Won't go into the details. Uh, if you want more details, you can go to my website. But And, you know, every... Everybody has their own story. I serendipitously discovered personal development, self-help through one of my professors who I threw myself into studies at the time. And he just happened in one of his lectures to say, hey, this book changed my life. And I really admired him. So I went and checked it out, devoured it. And it, the book was called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I'm sure you've heard of it, if not read it. Uh, a lot of your listeners as well. So it just kind of got my brain going in a different direction of I'm this fixed victim, like I was saying, um, to, okay, I have control of my life. There's principles in life. I can utilize them. I can become bigger, better, faster, stronger. And I became this like insatiable self-help beast on this quest to reinvent myself and was using myself as a human science experiment. I was like, I got nothing to lose. My life sucks anyways. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have a girlfriend. Like I just, I, I was your typical, everything I did now that I know what not to do is what I was doing in terms of alienating people. And it was all about me and all these things. So flash forward about, you know, 15, 20 years, I was able to slowly one step at a time using the law of compounding, kind of rebuild myself in these different areas of my life. I didn't identify these five cores that I call them now, but are these main areas of everybody's life that we need to focus on and build momentum and the proper habits in. Um, but I was just kind of doing it naturally. And so basically what ended up happening is I ended up being able to create a, a, a business get a fantastic wife. I now have an awesome family. I got great friends. I got good physical health. I've got good emotional health. I'm giving back like all these things that I've kind of 
decided are the most important things, I was able to stop whatever those failure habits that I developed through this, what I call a broken system till then and replace them with these success habits. And now here I am trying to spread that joy to the world and help other people do the same. I love that, man. It's always, I think it's more in, in inspiring for oneself when you, you, you test these things out and you go through that process and then you get there and it's like, all right, this is, this was fulfilling. Now you get that passion behind you to drive you down to help others. Does that kind of sound about right? Absolutely. I mean, there, you know, there's so many self-proclaimed experts out there and I'm not claiming to be an expert at all. I'm just somebody who has lived a life and learned a lot and have, has failed a ton. And I know what to avoid. I know what works for me. And I also know that, you know, everybody's different. And so again, going back to these universal principles, it's like, there's certain things in life you can hang your hat on and they've been around since the beginning of time. They're going to be around until we destroy ourselves. Like, why not live your life on these things versus like what, you know, being pulled in, into every direction by that, you know, that teenage influencer who's got 15 million followers. And he says, you should do this today. It's like, no, that's no, you got to take ownership of your life. You got to understand what works for you, what works in general and start building your habits and life around those things. So what inspired you to go habit wise? What, what, what was it that, that really was like habits is what you have to, I have to focus on. This is it. And then the law of compounding with that to create the success that you have in your life and so much more. So habits were always, I didn't really use the word habits, but it was always something. So even going way back in the day to when I first started kind of keeping track and trying to modify my behavior, Ben Franklin, um, you know, a couple hundred years ago came up with, he called it the 13 virtues chart. And he literally had a chart down the spine and had, he called them virtues, which I now call habits um, of the things that he wanted to change in his life and, and to make sure that he was doing properly that he knew would lead to his happiness and best love. And then along the top was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, basically the seven days of the week. And he would use his chart and he would go through every day and he would just check off if he did it or if he didn't. And that was his way of holding himself accountable. And I just really, that just resonated with me. And I kept my own chart. I still have it today on my vision board as we speak. Um, the original one that I drew out all 20, probably 25 years ago that I would just make copies of. And then each week I would go through it. And that evolved into evolved into a Microsoft Word document that got a little bit more detailed. And then it was an Excel spreadsheet. And now it's evolving and evolved into this app that I'm developing that I'm trying to reduce the friction to make it fun and exciting and gamify the process so that everybody will want to take these habits, will want to level up their life versus like, ah, oh, this is annoying. This feels like homework. This is too hard. I don't want to do it, which is the main problem why people don't change their habits. And is it one of the things like when you look at your day and your week, is it more of just something like um, the main priority or the main one thing or a couple things that you want to get done for that day or, the, or how, how does that look? Yep. I got my habits list right here. Uh, I've got 10, my top 10 that I'm currently working on. Um, and I literally every single morning, you know, things change like, right. So you're going to, once you develop a habit, habits don't care if they're working for or against you, right. They're going to do their thing. They're going to compound over time. The problem is most of us, we get these bad habits. I call them failure habits going in the wrong direction, building negative momentum. They're hurting us every single day, but we may know, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this, but there's no catalyst, there's no spark, there's no accountability system to actually change them. So for me, what I, you know, I've found is effective is, you know, making sure I get those top ones that I'm working on 
and they're in my face. And when I'm looking at them every single morning and reminding myself, thinking about the previous day, like, how did I do? Um, it really helps to just spur the change. And I noticed that's for me, the best way to change my habits. I love that. Cause I, I, with my coaching clients, I do some called successful weeks and, and we kind of do something very similar where we like map out the week and it's like, okay, what's the main thing you want to achieve for that week? And, and we, we go very in depth. We'll go for the year months, weeks and stuff like that for vision and stuff. But it's hitting that compass of like, okay, what's the pulse of what you want to get? What's done for this week? And let's map that success out. So that way we know every day, all right, did I get there? Did I accomplish or did I not? And, and we do that in different areas of our life. And then if we, um, if we didn't get there, it's fine. What, what, why didn't we get there? Let's see if we can learn from that. And then from there, how do we course correct if we have to, so we could achieve that and continue to move forward. That's great. No, that's, that's, uh, and, and what I always tell people is universal principles, systems, you know, you got to have a system and, and, you know, if you base them on universal principles, which you and I are both doing, if your system's slightly different than somebody else's, that's fine. As long as it's working for you, it's working for your clients, you know, and, and so more power to you. I love that. That, that sounds like a really effective one. And, you know, I love, and I love how you bring up universal principles. It's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it's what I got me into to utilize it. And like you said, use it as a test, make myself a test subject, right. To see how do, if these things are true and if they really do work and, and right. everyone has said this, I've read different ancient history, you know, ain't the spiritual masters were saying this. And a lot of the, the stories are a little different, but the meaning is always the same. Uh, and I was like, okay, I got to see if this works. And then eventually over time, you just continue to practice, practice, practice. And it's like, yeah, these do work. Holy cow. Like, wow, this is fascinating. Right. Life is complex. Principles are not. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat, a lot of different ways to say something. Like you said, somebody 500 years ago saying the same thing that, you know, I'm saying, but, you know, I'm making it my own. And this is what resonates with the way that I'm putting it. And so everybody has, has to find that. And I always talk about finding your want, your why kind of like Simon Sinek has that, that TEDx. I don't know if you've seen, but it's like, that's to me, that's so critical in life to be able to actually make progress, build that momentum and is to, to connect in your soul and like in your deep insides of like, this is what makes sense. I now know why I should do this. So now I want to take the actions versus, yeah, I should probably eat better. I should probably work out because, you know, everybody says I should, but, but it's like, if you connect on a deeper level with like, this is how my life is going to change. This is what my life will look like. And that is night and day in, able, in allowing you to then have that motivation and kind of reduce the friction, as I like to say, gamify, make it fun, the process of leveling up your life. So you've used the word gamify a few times. I just want you to, if you can define that for the listeners, so they know exactly what gamify is. So game of, the way I, I look at gamifying your life, it's essentially figuring out ways to reduce the friction to want to take the actions that are going to make you happier. So again, for everybody, it's different. I base them all on these universal principles. It's like, okay, so these five core areas of your life, you've got your mindset, your career and finances, your physical health, your relationships, your emotional health and giving back. Within each of these areas, there's all these things you want to accomplish and these things you want to do. And once you start to figure out like, okay, this is what I need to do for me, that's going to have the most impact on my happiness and my life. Then you want to start figuring out ways to kind of trick your lizard brain into wanting to take those actions into saying, okay, this, 
I don't want to do this. How, how can I, how can I do it? And there's all sorts of tips and tricks, a, a great book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if you've read it, but he, you know, he, he kind of breaks down a lot of this stuff. And that was kind of a precipice you asked earlier, like why habits? I already, I had, I was starting to use the word, but when I read his book, I was like, yes, like this is, this is the fulcrum that it all sort of pivots around. And it really, it does come down to our habits. Our habits are us. We are our habits. There's no really way around that. Uh, most of our actions were on autopilot. And so it's like, get those actions going in a good way. They don't care if they're good or bad. Like I said, make sure that they're working for instead of against you. It's kind of like neurology, being a chiropractor, you know, neurology is very simplistic. It's, it's not really, I mean, understanding neurology is very complex, but understanding how it works is very simplistic in the sense that like you're kind of talking about, it doesn't matter if they're working for you against you, they don't care. Your brain does not care if, it, it, you know, if you want to do this to help with that or this, it's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm going to, I'm going to, if you continually put an impulse and a stimulation to a certain pathway, I'm going to go ahead and adapt to that because then we want a condition to be faster and more efficient and get that programmed into making it a daily, like almost into the unconscious mind. Um, one of the questions that's come into my mind, and I think you mentioned this already, I think with, with, with your why, but I want to just ask again. People know, like in my world, uh, I'm a chiropractor, holistic chiropractor, and I, I do, that's my day job. And I do a lot of stuff with, you know, how to transform people's lives, not only just from the neurological sense, but also holistically in every aspect of their life. And my work in the beginning, I always knew I had to get to the psychology of individuals, because if I don't, um, then what I'm doing is not going to work to a certain degree. And what I've always found out is that through the 11 years I've been doing it, is that People know how to be healthy because, as we said, it's very simple. Things are, it's just simple, right? Um, but at the same token, though, their habits don't, the, the habits they choose don't allow them to get there, right? People know they need to drink water. People know you got to eat a certain amount of vegetables and things like that. You know, you got to move, right? It may not say going to a gym and lifting weights, which is, that is good, but you got to move. You got to be moving in life. Um, but we don't do that. And in life, and we do. I see this in business too. As I became more of a, I became a mindset coach and things that I do there. It was very interesting how they choose habits that don't allow them to get to what they desire. Why does that happen to certain people? Why do we 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 know we should be doing something right? Because I don't think anybody wants to be unhealthy. I don't think anybody wants to be not successful in their definition of that. Um, but at the same essence, they choose daily, whether they know it or they don't, that they're choosing habits that don't fulfill them. Great question. Um, to me, it comes down to sort of like I mentioned the word lizard brain earlier. Um, you know, we've evolved, right? It's not like we just popped up yesterday and we have these brains. Like our brains started and have evolved over the years. And, you know, originally it made the most sense, you know, thousands of years ago when we we're living in caves and you know, conserving our energy as much as possible, doing as little as possible to be able to save our energy to then go do the hunting, the gathering, whatever, fighting off the saber-toothed tigers. Nowadays, that it that doesn't really compute, but our brains, in my opinion, are still wired that way. And so that low-hanging fruit is what we all grasp and go towards. Like, if it's easier, we naturally go there. Like, if, if, if it was like, you weren't aware of your situation and you weren't, looking at that 10,000 foot view and saying, this is a bad decision. If I do this left our own devices, we're going to eat the Cheetos. We're going to play the video games. We're going to sit in front of the TV. We're going to click a button to get everything we want delivered, including ourselves in an Uber somewhere else. And, that, and society is making that easier and easier. now. 
right? And I'm not saying technology is bad. I love technology, but I think with great power, there must come great responsibility, as my man Stan Lee once said. And I think that we're at a precipice right now where companies need to start taking responsibility of the fact that when somebody's spending hours and hours a day on Facebook or, you know, you're, they're going down the rabbit hole on Google and they're being tracked and then they're seeing things that maybe aren't good for them and they're purchasing them and they're getting addicted to these dopamine hits that are just actually hurting their happiness, making it worse, that it's a, it's a slippery slope and left our own devices. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to click that button. We're going to do that. And so to me, that's part of why I have this app technology, big, the big tech needs to get on board and start considering people's wellness over profit. I don't know if you saw the social dilemma to me, it was a, an awesome documentary on Netflix that kind of addresses this where it's like the genie's out of the bag. You know, I don't think Larry Page, Mark Zuckerberg started out to be bad people, but here they are. They have the fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders and they have to make as much profit as possible by selling your attention. And they're stuck. There's not really much they can do about it. Wellness doesn't come into the picture. Your happiness. So I think it's just so important that companies, you know, like I'm trying to start and, you know, I want to be the Hasbro of happiness. I want to be known as like, this guy's gamifying. He's making it fun to be, you know, yes, I'm addicted and I want to level up on screen, but I'm also leveling up in real life at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, technology, it's, it's a neutral thing and it depends what we do with it on the back end to make it a positive or a negative. Right. And I love how, you know, when it comes to, you know, trying to make, you know, big tech, it's just, that's just the, the name of the game of what they do and how they sell you to think you may want something, but may not. And then the whole, I love how you brought up the dopamine effect. Cause that's just something we can consistently see. Would you phrase that all up into like an instant gratification? That's kind of what Absolutely. we see, right? We're an instant grat. We're I call it all. I say it all the time. We're an instant generation. We're an instant <laughs> gratification, you know. And you know what? It's not just our generation. It's like, but we're actually technology is catching up to the point where we can allow it, and that's what's dangerous. Like we, it's it's um, it's reducing the friction to make it easier us for us to be more complacent and to do less and less. As I think you mentioned earlier, if we're not moving, if we're not continually growing. And obviously my, my whole thing, more momentum, it's all about building steam, building momentum, continuing to grow. And, and, and if you're not doing that, you're screwed and you're in trouble and you're dead. And, and when you have the, when it's become so easy to kind of do that, you can now lie at home and never do anything, but hit some buttons and maybe walk to your door to get the food that's delivered to you and the Amazon goods. And, you know, but watching, you know, you got a million streaming services. So if you're not careful and you now say, okay, whoa, this, this, I need to make sure that I am balancing my life, that I'm maintaining my physical health, my relationships, my career, my finances, my mindset, my emotional health. Like if you're not proactively taking actions and aware of these things that are hurting you and trying to replace them with habits that instead will build that positive momentum and happiness, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. And it's one of those things that, you know, it is so much easier to just to push a couple buttons and that's it. It's so much easier to uh, get caught into that world because then you start to train your brain to go that route. And then when something does come a little hard, it's like, eh, you know, what's easier? What's the, what's, what can I do that's a little easier? I don't want to face that. How about if I do this? Or, um, and I can go down a whole rabbit hole with a lot of those things, but it's one of those things where how then the question becomes, for at least for me, is an, what are things that you would suggest? How do we break away from that? 
and I know you said habit. So that's, I know I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if we're going to go down the habit route with this too, but how do we do break away from that? Because it is a, I think that's a huge issue. Um, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, yeah, I'll be scrolling. And next thing you know, an hour goes by and I can't believe it. And, or they're not feeling great. So they just want to distract from their life. So they'll go on social media and do whatever. And then next thing you know, they're like, I can't believe where the time went because they want that dopamine, that, that quick fix, instead of addressing what they're really feeling or uh, trying to just de- detach from reality for a sec uh, of what they have going on in their life and so forth. Yeah. I mean, it's the social dilemma. I mean, you know, that, that, and, and it really is. And so how do you do it to me? You know, I have a system. It sounds like you have a system. I, the app I'm hoping will, will really be something that resonates with people where they don't feel like it's like homework. Like there are, habit apps out there to try to help change your habits. But to me, the, I've looked at all of them and nothing against those programmers, developers, but they're not doing it. They're not coming at it in the right way. They feel like homework. It feels like at the end of the day, like you're relaxing. It's like, okay, let's go through each habit. Did you do it? Did you not? Just like I used to do. But and that's why I developed my system because it was like, sometimes it gets repetitive and monotonous and I don't want to do it. And so just coming up with ways again, to kind of trick your brain to say, okay, First, you got to identify and become aware, shine that big old spotlight on your life and say, what's not working? What is? So one of the ways I help people do that is I have this back to the future exercise where I have them flash forward to the end of their life. I was a kid of the 80s, my favorite, one of my favorite movies. So I use that. It used to be called the funeral exercise, but this is, <laughs> I think, a little bit more cheerful and, and fun to say. So, and it's basically saying, where do you want to end up? at the end of your life in each of these five core areas, what do you want set at your funeral? Like, you know, what are people... And that just forces people to just kind of like get rid of all the BS around them and go, wow, okay, this is what I actually want. This is what's important to me. This is what, and then you kind of go back now to, to current and you say, okay, what do I, what do I need to do? What are the habits that are killing that, that are, that are totally going against me getting to that destination? And what do I need to, which ones do I need to replace them with? And then you have that accountability system that you start putting in place to start saying, okay, Let's go. Let's do it. And it doesn't happen overnight. Habits, you know, that's not how they work. You know, some you can form faster than others. Some you can as little as for five to seven days. There's no magic answer, by the way. Some people like to say it's 90 days for a habit. No, like some might take six months. Some might take seven days. But when you, you, you just hold yourself accountable every single day, just like I have this list in front of me. These are the ones I know are building negative momentum, making me less happy, keeping me from reaching my funeral, my back to the future <laughs> list. And so these are the ones I got to work on and you just start doing it. And then what's cool is as you, you start developing and they're like, wow, six months ago, this was like my biggest problem. Now I don't even think about it. And it's, it's like working for me instead of against me. Yeah. And I think that's what people, you know, especially in this era, we, 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 we don't realize like, sometimes I go, oh, it's just hard to do this, you know? And even with my, my, uh, my, my, my patients, I'll, I'll, I do a lot of things where I'm always encouraging mindfulness and practicing that. Um, I have technologies that kind of kind of support to show me where, not where they need it, but just like from a neurological perspective, Hey, you know, we should add this into your life so that we can stimulate more of this part of your nervous system so I can do these things for you and so forth. And it's always fascinating where they're like, I just can't from the time I can't do this and I'm always like just slow down I go I meditate every single day I don't miss I'm almost four years straight in July I've been meditating for 15 years but it's one but it's one of the things where I tell them I'm like I it's so internally in me now that I have to like it's, it's like brushing not, your teeth it's just it's part of your life now yeah it's like it's so 
autopilot. Like, I, I mean, I can, some people ask me, what's your morning ritual? What's your morning this? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even call it a morning ritual anymore. It's just what it's part of my life. This is what I do for the first. You can guess you can call it a morning ritual because it's so ingrained in me now. That's just part of who I am. It's part of my lifestyle now. Yep. Um, where before I used to be like, this is my morning ritual. This is what I do. Here's what I do every morning. And now I'm like, hold up. I got to think about what do I do in the morning? <laughs> because I'm so used to that. And I think that's where, and I love you when you use the word momentum. I think that's one of the most critical things, uh, a former president that not a, maybe some people like, some don't like, um, but he wrote in his books, Donald Trump stated that momentum is life, right? And it's, it, you have to build momentum. And once you get that, that's when you can start to create um, your reality or create things that you want to do. And I think that's where um, I love when you use that word, because especially with habit creation and so forth, you've got to create momentum in order to do that. Absolutely, man. Momentum's everything. It's it's one of the coolest laws of the universe. Like we were talking about universal principles earlier. It, it's uh, you can't see it, you can't touch it, can't hear it, smell it, but we all know it exists. You know, you see that basketball, your favorite basketball team or sports team that comes back from that huge deficit, and all of a sudden they make a play, and then all of a sudden okay, wait, the other team goes, well, maybe we don't have this. And then they get another play and then they score another goal or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden everything just shifts and you can just feel it in the room. What is that? Like, there's no, there's no way to like go look, look, there it is. And like, it's visual and it's like, Hey, I'm a momentum. I'm here. It's just, we all know it's there and being able to harness it and use it to your advantage is to me, like the coolest thing in the world. I love it. Well, one of the questions came to mind that I want to make sure I asked today was, is how does, how do you, and, and, and you may have answered this already in, in our discussion already, but how do you get addicted to your life? And, and, and the reason why I asked that question is because a lot of times people see things and they're like, you know, I talk about the more you do the work, the more you do what you love, the more what you enjoy. Um, it starts to inspire you where you don't need motivation because motivation is doing something you don't like and you need to, you need to be in, get energy to want to do it or drive to do it. Where inspiration is something that you it's internal. It's something that no matter what, this is what I'm doing. This is what fires me up and I'm going to continue going no matter what happens. So how do you get addicted to life and what you're doing and what you enjoy? I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it ties into the gamification to the tricking our lizard brains into our, you know, Seinfeld would call it our dog brains. He had a great interview on um, Tim Ferriss show, Tim Ferriss podcast, where he's talking about, look, we all just have these dog brains and it's like, it wants, just like I was saying earlier, it's like, we want to do this, but how do we trick our brain into going, Nope, we got to go this way instead. And so, you know, reducing that friction and wanting to take doing connecting to your why, wanting to take action. It's different for everybody. So for instance, let's say physical, your physical health core. Okay. My wife's a runner. I hate running. Uh, for, for cardio, I enjoy like playing basketball or tennis or go, whatever, anything, but just getting on a treadmill or going for, she loves it. Riding the bike, the Peloton. A lot of people are into that. If that works for you. So it's what works for you. What do you like? What do you actually, when you're doing it, you almost don't feel like it's work, right? You're like, okay, this is fun. This is cool. And I think Peloton was, I, I look at them. I don't think they've branded themselves this way, but I look at them as a, a very smart game uh, company that has gamified exercise and that they're, they've used these, this technology and these little things to reduce the friction, to make it more fun and interesting. So people are wanting to get on their Pelotons. Right. And same thing. It's like, okay, well, what, 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 what do you want to do versus, 
oh, I should probably, I, you know, my neighbor runs, my, my wife runs, this guy runs every day. I should start running and you hate it. You're not, you're not going to consistently do it. You're going to end up giving up on it. Right. So, and in every area of our life, there's, there's examples like that. And you just, so you got to understand. And that's why I always start with people making a list of their strengths, their passions, and these types of things and get them thinking of like, okay, well, this is what I'm good at. This is what I like to do. And just start incorporating it that way. And there's also tricks like habit stacking that, um, James Clear uses in his book, Atomic Habits, like doing kind of things to sort of say, okay, well, I will only, I can only watch TV. If I watch TV or if I have the TV on, I have to be also working on a project. You know, like I, I have a, I have my own night to do list. And it's like, if I don't get everything done in the day and I made a commit myself to do it, then I get it done at night. And it's like, okay, well, and so you, little, little tricks that where you're like, okay. And it's like, okay, well, I've got the TV on. So it doesn't really feel like work, but I'm, I'm working. And then, oh, as I'm doing that, I'm um, spending, you know, may, maybe my wife and I'll have, have a conversation where that's not the best example, but point is like just coming up with ways to, to sort of get in what you need to do, but where it doesn't feel like work. Cause we hate, again, going back to our, our primal days, like we don't want to work, we want to conserve energy. And so, but if you can trick your brain into wanting to do the work, that's when it gets fun. And that's when you get addicted to life. Oh, but it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, sorry, my dog walked into my office. I don't even know how I got in. I had the door. Closed. My dog's right here. He's <laughs> I'm like, we're, I'm like, how do you get in here? Uh, anyhow, it's one of those things where you're making it fun and you're doing what you like. Cause it's like one of the things, like, I love how you said, I hate cardio. So do I, I'm not a cardio guy. Uh, I don't mind short runs like within a mile, but then you're like, but I like basketball, I like tennis. That makes it fun for me. That's exciting. And then that's what intrigues you to want to continue to do more. Um, cause I think a lot of times it's like you're saying with your habits, right. Or I love how you brought it up to watch If you're watching a movie, what are other things you're doing? Right. Sometimes I, like I tell people, sometimes it's good to just disconnect, like let go. You don't have to do something. Right. But then there's times where it's like, I tell my wife, if you want to watch this show and you're interested in this show and you want to watch it continuously, what are things we can do while we're watching it? Stretching, loosening up. What are, what are stuff that we want to do? We can do also in that framework so that. We're not just losing an hour or 45 minutes where, hey, we stretched and we lose. We did some things that we need to do for our body on top of all that. Yeah. Um, when, and speaking of stretching, one of my habits, my biggest habit stackers I do, I, I tore my Achilles heel or excuse me, my my uh, meniscus and my Achilles and my knee two years ago. I was out for about a year and I I have to basically stretch for the rest of my life. And at first I was like, just like anybody, like, oh, bummer, this sucks, like why me, blah, 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 the, the, vic, the fixed victim in me. And then I was like, okay, how do I, how do I make this where it doesn't feel like it sucks? So I actually, I say my mantra in the shower every morning when I'm showering, I have a mantra that I've memorized that focuses on all the things that are important to me that I know that I want um, to, to do in life and it involves my five fours. And then I end it with what I'm grateful for. And as I'm doing that, I'm doing my stretches. And it doesn't even seem like I'm stretching. I get out of the shower. I feel great because I did my stretches, but it's not like I'm like just sitting there hemming and hawing like, oh, I hate the stretching 10 minutes, but it's about a 10 minute process that I, I, I do my mantra and I do my stretches. And by the time I'm done, I get out of the shower and I feel like Superman. Right. But I've kind of tricked myself into doing it. And, and I'm doing two things at once. I'm habit stacking and, you know, it's accomplishing awesomeness. 
Would you also say it's kind of like taking values, right? There's something you have that's a high value and a low value. And let's say, oh, I hate stretching. I don't like this, but I do this. You, It's like connecting the two. So you make it kind of just be like, yes. all right, I'm knocking both out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Like I said, figuring, finding what you do like, what you enjoy and connecting that activity to it to sort of trick your brain into wanting to. I think that's where you can do the things, but it also kind of like opens up to more of enjoyment and life and happiness and those types of things also, because you are now not making life. So sorry, my dog is like, so he just got back from swimming. So it's one of those things where he's, hey, we, he's got, don't, yeah, don't even worry about it, bro. I'm just like, how did he get into the room? I'll, I'll make sure this is all deleted. If on the this mailman part. comes, you're going to be, <laughs> I know he wants him now. He's leaving finally. Um, but long story short, it's one of those things where when you can do those things, I really believe that plays a critical role to bringing more color in life too. And not being like an adult where we have to, and I know that's a program. And that's why I'm putting quotation marks on there because it's like, Oh, we have to do these things. We just have to do them. But how about if we do it and still have fun in the process? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. That, that's that's everything to me because as humans we just want to be happy we want to enjoy life we want to have fun like that's what all this is about and when we see things as a challenge or that are, it's an insurmountable i call it that front-loaded hump like like i said with habits they don't care if they're good or bad helping or hurting and they the, the when they're the failure ones they'll grab on real tight onto your back and they'll hold on for dear dear life and you can't just go whoop right? You got to, you got to slowly start chipping away at it. And so it's, it's, a, it's a front loaded process and it's not fun in the beginning. Cause you're like, ah, oh, this habit, you know, even though he sucks, he's, he's, he's part of you. Right. And he's, he's, he's there and it's part of, and, and people don't like change naturally. It's, it's, it goes against, again, it's another primal instinct. We don't like it, but, but then once, once it's gone, you know, once you're able to like get over that, then whatever you replaced him with, it, and it's a good habit. It's automatically like thrusting you forward, building positive momentum and you're on autopilot and you're not even thinking about it. That's, that's, what's the, the cool part about it. That's I love that. You mentioned the five cores. You don't mind just taking a minute just to break down. What are those five cores? Sure. So your mindset, as I was saying earlier, you've got your fixed victims, your growth owners, uh, your mindset, it's your perception, it's your, it's your, uh, your attitude on life. It's your confidence. It's, you know, for lack of a better term, glass half empty, half full. Are you like, okay, I've got everything within me to kick ass, take names. And it's only a matter of time before I get there. I'm going to set goals and obstacles are temporary roadblocks. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to fail forward. I'm going to pivot. And every step of the way, I'm going to become bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter. That is a growth owner. That is the mindset you want to develop. And when you can develop that, all everything else becomes incrementally easier all the other cores because it's like your your mind is working for instead of against you right then you've got your career and your finances which you know most people think success in this world means you have a, a shit ton of money and you know take it from me somebody that sold his company a year and a half ago for a, a good amount of money to where i technically don't ever have to work again it feels great but it doesn't make you happy i worked 10 years to build this company i sold it we exited it felt amazing for, for 30 seconds, but then it was like, now what? Right. And that's, that's life. And so we all are chasing this pot of gold at the end of rainbow and, and it doesn't exist. The, what, what exists is the moving, the growing, the continue. So figure out in your career, what it is that you love. Like I was saying that you're, that you're really good at your strengths, your passions, put those together, set goals and just keep going. And when you hit one goal, just know 
it's not over. You're not going to sit on drinking a beach and drink a pina colada and be happy for the rest of your life. You're going to need to set another goal. And to some that may sound depressing. Like, so you're saying I'm never going to be content. I'm never going to be satisfied. Well, yeah, in a, in a way, but you're, you, what, what you are, you're going to be content and satisfied as you're building and working towards those. That's what's fun. That's what's exciting. Building that momentum is what's going to make you happy. And then when you reach it, yeah, it's going to feel great, but then you go, okay, what's next? All right, let's go. Right. Versus um, just somebody that's stuck in a dead end job or, or, or hates what they're doing, but they're making a decent amount. I know so many people like that. They're like, ah, but the money's good. And you're just like, yeah, but you're, you're miserable. Dude. Like, um, and you know, the finance part is understanding the laws of the universe, compounding, using, having your money work for you, whether you're working for it or not passive income, um, all these things they don't teach in school, which blows my mind. Um, but it's just basic basic things, especially with technology today to be able to invest and put auto savings and stuff. And it's really easy. Uh, and then your physical health or excuse me, your relationships. So I break those into different categories. You've got your acquaintances and colleagues, you've got your friends and family, you've got your significant other in each of these areas, there's habits, just like in all these other categories that you need to develop that are going to help increase these relationships with other people to where you're building allies along the way, you're building deep, fulfilling, soul-filling connections with other people, which is another primal instinct. We have to have that with others. Um, because back, back in the day, if you didn't, weren't in a tribe and you were out on your own, you were going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. You had to be around others for that safety and it's still in us. And if you're just clicking a like on Facebook, that ain't going to do it. You got to have the real actual connection and human interactions with people. And I won't go into each area, but each area has its own set of habits and rules and universal principles that you want to follow. Then physical health, fairly self-explanatory, right? Like we talked about earlier, but it's not just eating good, um, exercising. It's, you know, figuring out what it is that works for you, what your sleep schedule is. We all have different biorhythms. Like for me, I'm a natural late night owl and I don't like getting up at the crack of dawn. So just because I've read it in like 60 self-help books, like you should get up at 5 a.m. You should get up at no. Like that's, that's not what I, that's, I'm, I'm productive. I can be productive up until 12 o'clock at night. I can be working on stuff. My wife's sleeping. She's the opposite. She's an early bird. And, you know, so you got to go with that and you got to learn your body. You got to learn your rhythms. You got to learn what you like to do. Like we were saying earlier, basketball versus going for a run and get that stuff working for instead of against you and just develop a routine and same with eating. Like there's no excuse these days to just eat donuts and Doritos for your, you know, because there's so many foods that taste good that are actually good for us. And we have so many choices. I mean, again, like you want to put in perspective, go back 2000 years when it was like, it was either raw meat or berries. You know, it's like now you got, you can order anything. And again, you got that technology to help you do it. You can click a button and you can get anything ordered and delivered. So to me, it's just the, the mixed nuts aren't going to taste as good as the donuts at first, but what's going to end up happening is you're going to start replacing that snack and the more you do it, again, that front-loaded hump is going to, you're going to start replacing that failure habit with that success habit. And it's actually the nuts are, mixed nuts are going to taste better because you know, not only does it just naturally taste better because you've been, you've been doing it for a while and it, and it actually starts to taste, you taste all the nuts versus before you're like, oh, this tastes like nothing compared to the donut I just had. But in the back of your mind, you know that this is helping you build momentum in your physical health and you're growing and you're becoming stronger and, and in better shape. And there's no replacing that with any type of food. Okay. So that's physical health. Then uh, your emotional health and giving back is the last one. And this is basically, you know, are you running around like a chicken with your head cut off, stressed all the time, dwelling on things, 
like with your head in the sand or are you looking at the big picture saying, okay, life's tough, but I've got ways to deal with it. You've got stress mechanisms. Like you said, meditating falls into that, that core to be able to just kind of ground yourself and to also know what you're passionate about and love. Like, do you love playing golf? Do you love, you know, having guys night, like making sure you're proactively incorporating these things into your life on a regular basis versus just, again, the fixed victim in us going, you know, it'll happen, you know, and then all of a sudden two years goes by and you haven't done, you haven't had a guy's night, you haven't played golf or, you know, what I, you know, these things that you love and you're like, why aren't I as happy? Or if you're an artist and you're creative, but your job doesn't tie into that and you're not using any of that. And all of a sudden you don't feel right. It's because you're not incorporating that. So proactively, and again, use technology, put it into your schedule. Like same with date night in relationships. It's like, okay, my wife and I can easily go three months and all of a sudden we've got two kids and we're not thinking about it. It's three months, but that's deteriorating our relationship. No, every other week, date night, Friday, put it in the calendar. It's locked and loaded. Um, and then the giving back portion is pretty, you know, it's what are you, what's your legacy you're going to leave? Is the world going to be better or worse for having you in it? Is the world going to go, thank God that dude's gone because he sucked the life out of us? Or man, that guy did some good things. He helped us become, be humans become better. He helped us as a world build momentum. Thanks, dude, for sticking around. I love it, man. Those are, those are some solid things to work on. It's very, I love how you call it the five cores. I do something very similar in my coaching class where I work through the five elements of life and how do we, you know, how do you expand in that? And you brought up a great point about like, you can like and be, you know, these groups on Facebook and everyone's like, oh, I'm part of this tribe, an online tribe. And I'm like, those are good. It's nothing wrong with those. But again, neurologically coming back from my, my background in chiropractic is like, hold up, but the most potent, most powerful thing you can do for your health and your overall well-being is being with humans. It's just something about the element. I've studied, you know, longevity studies and all these different things. And it's always interesting, a book called The Blue Zones, you can check it out. It, it looks at five different cultures who live the centurions who live over hundred years old and the highest populations. And it's not about being on a deathbed, living to hundred and something years old. No, it's active living at hundred years old plus. And they study their whole life. And one of the most fascinating things out of that was community, being with people, having a purpose and a reason, right? Grandparents, they go, their grandchildren, give them another purpose to live and then being connected with their tribe and their community and their people. Um, that way they, they have purpose to live, but it's also and I say this very strongly as a chiropractor because I'm a truth seeker. Uh, you know, some chiropractors would be like, no, chiropractic is the most powerful thing we do for your health. Well, to a certain degree, that's true. But research has shown that being with other humans is the most powerful thing you can do neurologically more than anything else out there. Um, and so it's so critical to have that tribe, have that community and really be integrated in with them and so much more. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Since and so, so important. And then you brought up another point just to, to just to, to talk about, like we were saying how um, eating habits, right? Um, your body has something called the negative feedback loop system. Majority of the body works off that. What that means is if something's high in the body, then it shuts off the production so it could bring it back down. And it's kind of like with habits, it's kind of like with everything else in the essence that, right, when we have, we're eating those nuts, oh, these aren't tasty, this is not used to that. It's like someone who has fruit, oh, eat a strawberry, have some blueberries. They're not sweet. Well, some of it may be the way you're growing things nowadays, but the other thing is we're so addicted to sugar. But once you break that habit and you start getting used to having fruit and then seeing the sweetness in there, you lower the threshold of sensitivity right. to sugar. And then all of a sudden that becomes sweet. And then you go eat a cake or something like that that someone makes. And you're like, holy cow, this is way too rich. This is way too sweet. 
that's my dad. My dad, I can still eat the goodies um, once in a while, but my, my dad cannot touch sugar. He eats fruit. He, he did. He started when he was like a teenager, and he never looked back. And he cannot touch sugar. It's way too sweet. Yeah. And it's one of those things. And it's just in like in life, right? When we get into these other habits and then all of a sudden it becomes like, I love how you're saying like the little claws in the back, right? You just got to chisel them off. And then all of a sudden you're rocking and rolling. And then you got those good habits pushing you forward with everything. It, it, it's one of those things in life is the same concept of how do we, we create that shift? Because then it becomes, let's say, you know, don't meditate for a day man, my day was crappy. What the heck was going on? Well, hold on. Let me think about what, why am I so, why am I thinking that way? Ah, you know what? I didn't prep in the morning. I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And then it's like, now it's like, like I said, I was telling you earlier, it's like, it's so foreign to do the opposite now. If I don't meditate, I'm like, what happened? This is not right. I don't feel normal. Uh, where before I can miss a meditation and be like, that's all right. I'm just going on my normal day. That's, that's exactly right. Right. It's, it's, you, you don't notice it. And it's the law of compounding. These little things just add up over time. I mean, uh, I think in, in, in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he uses a good example of like, if you tilt an airplane, just like two degrees, you know, uh, it's going to end up instead of ending up in, in, uh, LA, it'll end up in, you know, Phoenix, you know, for, for example, right. It's, it's, it's a whole nother state, but it doesn't seem like a big deal at first. But then on its journey, it's going more and more and more in the wrong direction. And then you're going to get somewhere you don't want to be. I love it, man. I love what you're doing with the work. I love the five cores. It just really, I think that really completes the human being and the human being experience when you do those things. So um, I love that. But real quick for the listeners, how can they connect with you? Find up what you find, what you're up to and, and just follow you and all that good stuff. So my website, moremomentum.com, that's like my last name, M-O-O-R-E, momentum.com. Um, at the top right, there's the links to my social media. We have our IG account. It's also 5 Core Life. Um, got a Facebook group. You can join there. And there's also, there's a quiz there. Um, at one of, the top, uh, one of the top tabs is Life Evaluator Quiz. I highly recommend people take that. It's just a great place to start in terms of figuring out where you currently stand in each of your five cores. And it'll kind of help you shine that spotlight. Like I was saying earlier, that's so important of understanding like where I, I stand and what I need to do. And then it'll um, give you the next step. I have a free ebook that'll kind of give you those first steps to start changing those habits and those patterns and building positive versus negative momentum in some of those courses. I love it, man. For all the listeners, I'll have that in the show notes for you to get whole access of and so much more. Um, Will, this was fun. I learned a lot. This was uh, some good stuff here. And uh, I know the listeners are definitely going to benefit from this. And uh, I appreciate you uh, taking time to share some space with all the listeners here at The Mindful Experiment and uh, doing what you're doing. Victor, I appreciate you, brother. This was a blast. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad we've now connected. This is a relationship. I'm going to put you in my in my little black book of connections and then we're going to keep in touch and we're going to, we're going to synchronize in the future. I got a nice, when I do interviews, sometimes I put a little asterisk next to the name and you got one of those for the connect. Yes. <laughs> you was going to say that. Yeah, uh, it's just one of the things where. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. 
follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.